0: Hello, everyone. So glad to have you back listening to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I just wanted to say thank you to all the guests that have come on my show. For the listeners, keep coming back episode after episode. It really means a lot. I would love to get some feedback um, to hear what you'd like more of, um, what you're enjoying, what you don't want to hear about anymore. I've had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know so many inspiring and giving individuals around the world. And it really does restore my faith in humanity. And today, um, I am so happy that I have Ria, Ria Mestiza, am I pronouncing it properly? Yeah. (laughs) So today we have Ria joining us. Ria lifts others up and helps them dance to the beat of their own drum. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you, Rhea? I'm doing great, Nelia. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. So Rhea is a health coach and she really just wants to help people get out of their own way. And we have been talking a little bit before we hit record and she's already helped me. I already have like a l- little goals that I can start. <laughs> she's so inspiring. So um, yeah, why don't you let us know a little bit more about you?
1: All right. Um, well, I've been, uh, in the health and wellness industry now for almost a decade. Uh, I love it and I wouldn't see myself, I don't see myself doing anything else the rest of my life. This is what I really truly love and am truly passionate about. Um, I, yeah, be- began my journey, I guess, due to, you know, paths changing for me and, uh, you know, my my father had a heart attack one night and then that made me sort of reassess my life and direction of which I was going. And so I changed careers. And then that's just
0: like I said, it's I've never looked back. Best decision ever made. That's amazing. What is the m- most proudest moment that you've had up until now with your new career, like helping other people, getting getting them motivated or perhaps just seeing the changes mentally and physically, because I understand it's not just physical, right? I know you're going to talk about that as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, the proudest moments I, I guess I have, because it's really hard to just pinpoint to one, because I mean, I've literally worked with thousands of people now, but I, what what brings me the greatest joy is, is really being able to elevate people from where they are, uh, to where they want to be or, or to places they never thought they would be, you know, cause I, I it's so diverse. The amount of like, the people that I work with, you know, I work with um, people with brain injuries or, you know, they've had uh, physical accidents and surgeries and where they, you know, thought they could never walk properly again or, or be able to play the sport that they wanted to do or be able to function. Um, you know, I've, I've got a, a blind client, like I've got all sorts of, uh, diverse um, situations where they they don't really even think that they can do, you know, be a physically able person to to be fit and strong and healthy. Um, yeah, it's the, just seeing people on the other side when they when they look back and they're like, wow, like I I can't believe like I, I'm actually here, and and then and then they just look at me. And they they thank me and you can just tell that 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 gratitude just comes from the deepest depths of their heart. And like, you know, I'm just getting emotional, just thinking about it right now. But it it that truly just lights me up. That's that's my proud moments right there.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> like to go and help people. It's okay. To go and help people from feeling hopeless to feeling hopeful and take and seeing that how hard they're trying and how far they're coming and i can't imagine like a better job that sounds beautiful like i could see why you're doing it it's so much more than just getting somebody fit you know it's it's yeah. making dreams come true really for sure you know obviously when i started you know my i guess
1: my my understanding of what i would do as a, as a job was you when know, i started as a personal trainer Um, so it's just like, Hey, come into the gym. All right, let's talk nutrition and we'll start exercising and we'll do all this cool stuff. (laughs) And I was really enthusiastic and I'm like, yay, let's do all this stuff. And it, it just truly evolved from there because, you know, as, as life happens to me and my own experiences, because, you know, you and I touched upon, um, trauma and it's, it's like, I I truly believe like I have this relationship with trauma now that I understand that when something happens to us, it's 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 meant to you know, and it's meant to teach us something, and it's there for a reason you know because we're also ah oh, I'm going in this direction and oh man it's just blown all my plans and it's like well actually you're being diverted for a reason. And there's, there's a lesson to be learned, you know? And for example, like one of my earliest uh, traumas was, you know, I I was in the middle of an exam, actually a physical exam. I started to feel pain, but I actually just persevered because, you know, I'm in the middle of an exam. (laughs) (laughs) No time for pain right now. Keep going. (laughs) And, um, and I literally collapsed to the floor after that exam and uh, was rushed to the emergency room because I had no idea what was going on. I just, I couldn't move. I felt, lit- I was literally paralyzed. And that in itself came out of, you know, when I look back, trauma in my life. I was not in a good relationship. I was, and that was not a good place for me to be in. And um, I, I had to learn. But physically, my body was like stop, and and it put me through this whole scare. You know, when you go through a health scare, it really makes you evaluate your life. Like I said, with my father having the heart attack, and then it was like then it was me going to the emergency room, and like you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm this fit, healthy person. What's going on with me? And then you know, fast forward, and and so actually not fast forward yet, but like from that, it it drew me towards modalities. Of which I've been able to learn and and grow from, and then be able to pass those lessons on to others, you know. And that was a physical trauma, so that was where, like, one, you know, depending what specialist you go see, they're like, "All right, Ria, you need you need surgery on your hip." And then the other one's like, "No, you're you, you train, so you've got a hernia." And it's like, "Oh no, wait, it's polycystic ovaries." Oh no, wait, it's this. And I'm like, "Can someone please just tell me what the hell is going on?"
0: So then I can you know, I plan if, to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how am
1: I supposed to conquer what I don't know? Yeah. You know? And then, so as, as with everything, you know, you, you meet someone and I had someone in my life that was like, look, my husband's a, a retired remedial therapist. I've told him about you and he says he can help you. And I was like, great, let's do th- I don't want to have surgery. Let's, let's do it. And uh, within three months, I was walking properly again because I was walking with a limp. I couldn't walk without pain, and um, he had me able-bodied again. And he's like, "Well, actually, I think that I, I, I'd like you to go see my chiro." And I've never seen one before. And I was like, "Well, hey, I have all uh, complete faith in you. Um, I'll do whatever you say." And I did that, and then, and you know, and you find the underlying reasons. And so, with his help and with uh, the chiros' help. Um, I was back in the gym training and, and, and helping people again. But that drew me to remedial therapy. So then I went to go study that and get my diploma. Uh, so I can return that greatness back into the world. And since then, I mean, I can proudly say over the last 10 years, I've helped repair and change so many other people's lives who also came to me going, I don't know what's wrong with me. No one's telling me. And then I find the problem and then I'm able to fix them and and it's just i'm just returning it back to the universe and that's yeah that's amazing that's what i needed to do though that's that's from one trauma
0: that led me to what i needed to do my calling that's amazing and because you were in that pain like unless you you know what it's like to live in pain you cannot really relate so people can tell you and yeah you say okay okay but unless you really know um what it's like and how it feels to you know, feel invisible when people don't don't have an answer for you. You know, and how how what a gift it was for those two people to be able to help you. You know, so you've been there, yeah. so that's what makes you great at what you're doing. You know, you have the heart that goes along with the the skills, right? So that's amazing. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of your clients would have a lot of beautiful things to say about you. That's great. <laughs> I love that you're doing. I love when people take something that happened to them something like a traumatic that happened not something pleasant and they turn it into helping somebody else because they come from a place of real sincerity you know and it's like I've been there I can help you and they'll and people will gravitate to that because if you're trying to teach something that you haven't been through people can't really trust that you know and they don't really you may not be able to really help them as much they're not as open I think yeah,
1: for sure, hundred percent. And everything that's happened over the last decade, I've just taken it in my stride. You know, mm. like literally two years ago, I, I almost I I literally could have just died within minutes. You know, I had an anaphylactic reaction to food, and that was almost it for me. You know, we wouldn't be here right now having this conversation. And so for me to to take that, I mean, that has been game changing for me, mm. because you know I'm sure we've all had near life uh death experiences you know car accidents and things like that you're like oh that was close but um to to almost have my air stop you know that thing we take for granted scary um, almost taken from me then that's that's just lifted me up to a whole new level because since then I was just like I have nothing to lose and everything to gain because I almost had everything taken from me and so I knew that that was the beginning of a venture that was just going to exponentially enabled me to help people yeah it was just I just knew in my heart like I don't know what's going on right now and I don't know why this is happening to me because even two years ago I mean I've been in the in this game for a long time I I thought I knew everything that I needed to do I was eating the right foods and taking care of myself and then what
0: so it can't it can't be like this this can't be my last day like no yeah, and I'm sure you're going out feel- like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's it's how like, I was no, thinking. I'm no. not
1: going out like this.
0: <laughs> I know I have this thing about choking sometimes. It's like if I'm eating certain things and there's nobody in the house. Like I have this it's true and I'm like, "Oh my god, if I choke like on this, I'm like not going to eat this right." <laughs> then I'm like, there's nobody here to help me. Like I'm not going to go like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I can't. Imagine you will never forget what it, what it felt like for you to not have air. That's traumatizing.
1: Absolutely. Like I can't yes. imagine.
0: Wow. It's, it's scary.
1: Very scary, but I, I definitely do not take breathing for granted any longer.
0: <laughs> no, that, oh, wow. Um,
1: yeah.
0: You said something that just, if you don't mind me asking um, yeah, sure. too personal, you said that you had a lot of things taken away from you. What did you mean by that? When you were mm-hmm. talking about, um, you said, I have a lot of things that are taken away from me and you didn't want the air be mm. another thing. I di- I just didn't know what you meant by that because you had talked about the pain that you were having um, and the traumatic experience that you had. I just thought I didn't know mm. if you even realized you said it. Yeah. Okay. You That's know, interesting. you don't have to answer it. I just thought <laughs> it's just no. Interesting. I'm, I'm like, just trying
1: to think of how I'm how I meant that. So I, I guess well with we, with with the um, anaphylactic reaction. Mm. And, and again, not knowing what the actual allergy was for, because I went to, I went to see a doctor who said um, I basically, I had a reaction on the table, whereas the nurse ran out of the room to go to go get the doctor because my blood pressure had obviously dropped so low. I almost like I I was sitting and I almost fainted Mm. and she ran out of the room to get the doctor and then the doctor struts in and he was just like, Oh, it's normally only the big boys that do this. And I'm like looking at him, like, are you actually going to help me? Suggesting that I'm being a wimp right now. Like, I could not care less about the needles you're sticking in my arm. I'm caring more about the fact that I feel like I'm, I can't feel my arm that you're testing. And I am literally shivering and struggling to breathe on your table. And you are, he's, he was taking this is probably an Aussie is taking the piss out of me right now. Like, I'm just like, is this guy for real? Yeah. And, and so I, I went back, I had to collect my own thoughts. So I had to breathe and calm myself mm-hmm. down. And just as I did when I had the reaction, cause Stupidly, I didn't go to the emergency room when I couldn't breathe. I just calmed myself down and mm. breathed through. And um, you know, I, and that's when I'm actually grateful for my experience with anxiety and, and with, with, with being able to calm myself through anxiety attacks and things like that. Um, that's what makes me <laughs> the reason
0: why I'm still here today. I was gonna ask you, yeah, I was gonna ask you, did you think it was an anxiety attack or did you know that you were having a, a reaction? I didn't
1: know. I actually didn't no. know. Because I, you know, I was feel having feel the, the same. Anxiety attack. Yeah. But the thing is the symptoms were there. Like I had mm. the swollen lips, I had the swollen tongue, and then the breathing was there. So I knew it was something different rather than just anxiety. So mm. um, so yeah, so I I guess off track there, back to the doctor's office. You know, he told me nothing was wrong with me. And so that <laughs> I'm like well, no, clearly there's there's something here. And and uh, the light bulb moment went off for me when I left there because he'd asked me what foods trigger it, trigger any sort of response with me whatsoever, and I that's when I established well actually all of those foods are histamine histamine releasing foods, and the welt on my arm from the test that he did on me was from the histamine. Mm. Huh. okay. Because he just told me, well, hey, why don't you just take antihistamine every day <laughs> and you'll be fine for the rest of your life, and I'm like. No not take, go. Not like that's that chance. Not the solution. Yeah. No way. Um, and so, what was taken away from me was 98 percent of everything I ate mm. was histamine releasing foods. And were people like, "Oh, well, what's that?" And I was like, "It's it's the good things for you. The spinach, you really? know, Tomato. Yeah. Mm. You know, like all of the all of the healthy things I was eating. I mean, obviously, there's." wheat and all that sort of stuff like obviously there are elements but they're not things that I indulged in I was really just talking about fruits and vegetables that are high in histamine that were causing a, a you know cysts like a, an, an inflammation response within my body um, I had to completely flip it and and so not eat everything that I've been used to eating and eat a new way but then I, I was like great this is a new exciting way for me to change things up clearly I've been eating too much of the same things for too long <laughs> now I just need to go eat a different way and find a new healthy way to live and uh until I can figure this out
0: <laughs> wow but then now you have more experience so when somebody comes to you as a client right and they yeah. have trouble now. You can, and I'm sure that wasn't easy too. Like you probably did, you get a nutritionist to help you so that you can, or you, did you educate yourself? Like now you know and you can help other people with it. It's like you said, sometimes yeah. things happen. You know, things happen to us for a reason.
1: Yeah. So that's when I went to um, back to school to do my bachelor of health science because I left that doctor's office very disheartened <laughs> yes. and very fearful because a lot of healthy sick people with really deep issues I'm seeing this guy. And he's mm. going, yeah, you're fine. No worries, just eat whatever you like. You'll be okay. Just take a tablet and you'll be fine. And I went, oh my God, I need to get myself uh, you know, educated to a point where I can be the person that people come to and be mm. like, are, I'm having difficulties. This is what I'm experiencing. And and me being in a place where I can identify those those symptoms and help people identify those symptoms with them themselves. And I do that, or I'm 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 so I observe my clients, like they they spin out when I just like, and hey, what's that on your arm? And they're like, what? And like, you know, I'm looking at their skin and I'm like, hey, has that how long has that been there for? Or, um, you know, you've got this redness on your face. Or what's this rash? Or I, I'm very intently looking at everything that they do, not just their their form, because I'm OCD about that, but in just in their, in how they present themselves and what, and what presents on their skin, I'm helping them identify that. And I'm like, do you notice that when you eat bread, for example, because I'm like, you get these rashes on your arm and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that, and that's interesting, you know? Mm or yeah. itchiness in the throat and things like that because our body is constantly communicating you know with us whether we're listening to it or not mm. and I just try to bring that to the forefront of people's minds you know bringing them to that self-awareness where they can identify how things make them feel and so they can assess well actually I don't feel so good when I drink milk you know or yeah. yeah whatever it is because we are all different you know if you had a twin ilia like what you what works for you would not work necessarily for her or him this can
0: change throughout life too like i was always fine with dairy and now i'm in my late 40s and i'm lactose intolerant like things have changed right as you go but i wanted to ask you um just for my own education so when you see someone and they come in and, for example, they've had different traumas or sometimes you see people with brain injuries and things like that, um, how much of it is actual the physical as opposed to the mental state and the being ready and willing to push themselves? Like how much of what you do is actually not physical? It's more getting getting the client ready because I know a lot of this is about mindset too. you know, whether you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business or whether you're helping people, you know push their limits, even to what they can do, like um, surpass what it is that they think they can achieve, right? What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I was just wondering if you could speak to a little bit. I'm just interested in, in finding that out. I think that would be surprising. I think the numbers would be surprising well
1: i it's I always say to people when I start working with them is that I am going to be learning as much about you as you are about yourself, and I truly want to help people open up from the place that they're at to the place that they that they would never have dreamed that they're able to get to and so mindset and beliefs is is paramount for that because we all come from a certain set of values and beliefs from our childhood or from our, you know, people that we surround ourselves with, you know, I, I've had to do a lot of um, self development, I suppose, or or self assessment of where a lot of my own beliefs have come from, you know, and they were holding me back too. So as, as I've progressed through my own journey, it, it, it helped only helps me, Again, better help those break through their own barriers and beliefs. Because I've realized through myself, you know, it's like well, like a big one that I've broken was, um, you know, being a perfectionist. Mm. And that's
0: a big <laughs> <it's>, one. <laughs>
1: and and I, I actually had this epiphany literally just this week, and the, the words came to mind: perfection is paralyzing. Mm. And I, I I um
0: I refer to anxiety that way. Yeah. But where does the anxiety come from? That's the
1: other, the other yes. trigger, right. You know, and we have anxiety because we have a expectation of how we believe something is supposed to be or, or look like, or, or and, it, and then it's not. And then we're like, Oh wait, but, but where did that seed begin? You know? And for me, like, uh, I, it's, it's funny, you know, like when I was a kid, uh, I mean, I've always been a high achiever, but let's say school, and I was very good at school, very good at studying primary school, and um, let's say I'd bring home A's, but I'd I'd get like one A minus, you know, and and my my father in particular. So I always felt that no matter how great I did, I could do, I still could do better that it wasn't perfect enough because even though I'd brought home all A's, that one A-minus was like a thorn what in my yes. Yeah, because then like – and it's not to say anything bad about my my father. He's a fantastic man. Why is wonderful, and he pushed me. But just, just knowing he's like, oh, well, why did you get the A-minus? You know, like what could you have done better there? And I'm thankful for that because that's always made me assess like, hey – I did really great at that, but what could I have done better, or what Mm. could I do better? But on the flip side of that, that created a perfectionist within me that was like, (laughs) "That's not perfect. Do it again." Or, "It's not perfect. Don't do it." Or, "Don't push it out." Not good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough. You're not good enough. Do better. And so, yeah, that's. um,
0: And when you're a kid, you don't, you can't see, you can't differentiate that, you know, like as an adult having him ask you that all the time it's become automatic now and it's a good thing what could i do better what can i improve on as an adult we can see that but as children we, we can't yeah
1: yeah and it's and it's just getting to the root of it so understanding that when we use language like should you know should is a big one like i should be Like you, even you said to me yourself, like, oh, I know I should be taking care of my health more. Yes,
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. But
1: but where does the should come from? Who's who told you you should?
0: Whose belief is that? Whose value is that? Yeah, so true. No, thank you for pointing that that
1: out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but it's true. I will. I will try to identify the why. It's like, well, what's holding you back? Why should you take care of your health? Well. I, I could answer it for you,
0: but it's better if you actually answer it for yourself. Because right. I know the answer. You know, it's not like I don't right. know the answer. And should what is- leaves it open that why can't I? Like there's a part in there that is letting myself get off without doing it, right? <laughs>
1: like, it's it's not taking ownership of yes, it. Yes, yes, not taking ownership of it because oh, I should, oh, I could, um, maybe. It's, it's, it's a, Yeah, it, that in itself is a, is a limiting belief because you're not taking ownership of it. And if you say, I'm not taking ownership of my health, it's because it's not a priority to me right now. That's real. Thank
0: you for that. See, I keep learning on these shows from these fabulous <laughs> people, I do, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. What is the biggest internal struggle that you've had? over the years because I the reason I asked this question is because I think we were talking about it earlier it took a podcast and I wish I could remember the name of it that really helped me when I was feeling low and something this person said and I wish I could remember honestly it was a while back just was like it just sunk you know so I'm hoping that during these you know during my show during each of the episodes that there's going to be somebody out there that is going to be like, okay, this person, you know, I felt like that and this is what they did. Maybe I could try this or, you know, I'm not the only one who felt that, you know, so-and-so, you know? So that's why I'm always interested in asking people because I Mm -hmm. think when we're vulnerable like that is when people learn and they feel okay with, with expressing, you know, what they have. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: a, a big one for me, obviously, apart from the perfection. Was, yes. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> that's huge. Was my my own self-esteem and self-worth, you know. And so, well, I mean, we all judge. And I, I know a lot of people judge me on my appearance and, and think, oh, you know, you've got it all together or, you know, all of this sort of stuff. But what they don't understand is that within – there's been a lot of um there's there's a lot of self-esteem and 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 things that I had to come to terms with and understanding my own worth and value in this in this world, you know because one of my um my mentors he really cracked this open for me back in two thousand sixteen now i think yeah two thousand and sixteen and literally you know so he 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 was a health coach. But what, what his first exercise was for me was to write down a hundred of the, the things that I do for people. Oh, wow. Because what, what he was trying to bring out of me, because I was like, he's like, Rhea, you, you know, you do so much, you don't charge enough and you don't, you don't value your self-worth and he's like, that. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, no, mm. like I, no, I feel like I charge correct and, and things like that. He's like, no, Rhea, you don't charge enough. Because what you do is is it far surpasses any any what any other coach is doing in this industry, mm. and and so I literally had to sit down with a notebook and pen, and write down a hundred things that I do. It's a people. great and exercise. I, I, I thought it was a wonderful exercise, and I, I would highly recommend it mm. to anyone else who who feels like th- they don't. I don't know that it's like not appreciating yourself enough hmm. really and I went to a coffee shop and I sat there and I thought it's gonna be easy and I <laughs> I was like allocated some time I had my coffee and I uh I drew a blank like I thought like I was like well how do I even start writing this and then I'd, I'd overthink it and then I'd, I'd maybe write like three points down and next thing I know it's been 45 minutes and time's up time to wrap it up and, and get on with your day. And I'm like, that was actually really hard. And I um, was living with my best friend at the time and I went home and I told her about it. And she was just like, she just looked at me and she goes, are you mad? Like, are you serious right now? Mm. And I was like, yeah, like I, I really struggled to write down like, how I help people and what I do. And she's like, cause I, just, I was just writing like, I help them with their exercise. I help them with their nutrition. I help them with their mindset. And she was just like, what about that guy you were telling me about that came to see you and his doctor had told him he had one year to live and it was you or death. And I was like, oh yeah. How about that guy? You helped him. You probably helped Whereas him he in
0: five different ways.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she reeled it off. Like I was taking notes from what she was telling me and I had like 30 things down in 10 minutes because she was just like, and what about that woman with the high blood pressure and she had a heart attack? And what about that person that you have told me about and this and that? And what about with me and how you've helped me lose 20 kilos and how you've helped me do this and that, and how you've helped that person and how you just even just speak to people helps them. And I was like, wow. And I'm taking notes. So now I've got like 30 things down (laughs) and I'm like, excellent. So I've got some flow. So the next time I sat down and I'd write another five things and another 10 things, it literally took a while, like a week at least to get
0: to a hundred, more than a cup of coffee that I thought it was gonna take. But you know, that's very telling. That's very telling in a few ways because even when you could only write three things down, the exercise still taught you something. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. still, and then, like, why do we do that to ourselves? You know what? I think a lot of us, and I'm not speaking for you, but I know for me, a lot of yeah. us are, we learn not to put ourselves up here because it's conceited, right? Or don't toot your own horn, or, you know, and so it, it, we really do ourselves a disservice because why hide the good things that we're doing? Like, my son does a lot of good work in the community. But he is so upset that everybody knows about it. He's like, mom, why do you? And I'm like, you're doing a good thing. You should tell people because then they'll help you and it'll become a bigger thing. You're not telling people because, you know, you want people to know. You're telling people because you want people to to help you and to create something bigger and to continue, you know. And we just feel like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about that. You know, or I've helped these people, but yeah, it wasn't a big deal, you know.
1: I 100% understand that. And I, I think part of that is because we, from a previous place, and this is another mm. thing both you and I have, have, have resonated with each other on, is we cared too much what other people thought of us. Yes. And and so I was always like, I I had pride about being humble. I had yes. pride about that that humility that I had. It's like, oh, I do all these wonderful things, but that's okay. I don't need to talk about it because I don't want people to think that I'm
0: arrogant. And I had a family member, you know, say to me, I don't know why you're posting on Facebook um, your trip and this and this and that. A lot of us do a lot of things and we don't have to put it all over social media. (laughs) And you know, I cried over that because I was like, you really don't know me. You know, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I want people to realize that they can also do it too. You know, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take money because I don't have that. It doesn't take, you know, it just takes an idea. And you can Mm -hmm. do it and come with me the next time, you know, let's make this bigger. It's not because of that. And honestly, you know, when they hear this, they might not be too happy about it because they might know who I'm talking about. But honestly, it just it broke my heart because I was like, that's not what I'm about. So it's, again, not caring what people think. And you were saying about Mm -hmm. um, people seeing you on the outside and how they think you have it all together, right? Mm -hmm. There was an episode, a couple just before this one. I interviewed a lady and she was saying how her friend admitted because she saw her from the back. She Mm -hmm. didn't see who it was from the front. And she was thinking to herself, bitch, she's got it all together. She's got a nice (laughs) car and all her hair. And then she turned around and she saw that it was her friend who didn't have it together. And she apologized because she felt so judgmental in that moment just because somebody's pretty and has good hair. you know, we, why, but why can't those people have it together? What makes us so like that we have to put people down because what if they do, I hope they do, you know, I hope that they have it together, but yeah, don't judge people on how, because if you really don't take the time to, to get to know somebody and have a proper conversation, you can't see through the physical stuff. You know, we're so much more than what we look like. 100%
1: like honestly
0: most of the people I've met that have resonated with me and have opened their hearts to me are people with you know challenges and are people with with nothing and are people with you know uh, not clean hair and not people with you know and Mm -hmm. honestly just need to take time like I just I get riled up sorry (laughs) I just, just take time to get to know people you know I I hate judgmental people. I really hate it. I love
1: getting to know people, you know, and it's like, and I I love having conversations with with people all the time. Doesn't matter who or where it it is. I'm walking down the street and I say hello to people in my neighborhood and who look at me odd because why
0: is this (laughs) girl talking to me? But I just want to say hello. Yeah, but isn't isn't it funny, Ria, how you go into some communities and you say hi and people are like, oh my God, she's crazy. And then you go into other countries and if you don't say hi, they look at you like, wow, she thinks she's better than us and she can't smile over here at a stranger. It's just different parts of the world. It's so interesting to me why we do that. Yeah, and we're, I don't know. It's interesting what you said before
1: about how your friend, um, you know, how that really affected you, your friend sort of pointing that out. And uh, and once upon a time, I I totally understand how you would have felt because I had similar things like that. Oh, why are you posting that? Or why are you saying that? And it's like, well, hang on, you know, that's that's just what I feel like doing. And 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 then you try to figure out, but what did I do wrong? But the big the biggest um, breakthrough for me was realizing when when people judge you on on you know people just may not even like the look of you for whatever reason and it's like well but it's it truly comes from within them and it's it's given me so much empathy for those people because even if someone comes at me that just like Rhea, I just don't like you don't like the look of you and I don't like the sound of you and I'm like I'm I'm truly sorry you feel that way you know because what's it Obviously, something about me screams at them that yeah. it's something that they're not doing or they're not able to be with them themselves,
0: Absolutely.
1: and and that's usually the case because they'll they'll you know you're so fit and strong or you're healthy and like screw you you know and it's like well hang on like but why like but and and be, it's usually because they want to do those those things but they're not and they're hating themselves but what's coming out of them is hate from me, and and I just have immense empathy for those people now, because before I'd be like, well, Hey, you don't know me. Screw you back. Right. Mm, But it's like, well, I get it now because you know, your friend, why are you posting that? Are you going on a holiday? And it's like, well, maybe deep down she wants to go on the holiday and she's not able to share the same sort of things that you're able to do or comfortable sharing with people. I wasn't comfortable posting so much on, on social media because I, I had told myself I don't, I, I work, I have my own clinic. I work within a gym. I do these sorts of things. I work with people face-to-face. I don't need to be online. I don't need to, um, you know, post and things like that. But at the same token, what I post, pe- people will stop me in the street or when I see them and they're like, Ria, I really love what you post. That really inspired me to do something. And so that, I was And just I like, said oh, that wow, to you before
0: great. we started the, the interview. I said that yeah. to you, that you were so inspiring. The video that I saw of you on doing your your thing and yeah it's bullying and putting other people down it does come from a place of weakness and sadness it does
1: it truly does it truly truly does and and i see it within my you know like when we look at someone and we don't like that thing about them what is it or if we like something within that person what is it that we like within them
0: yeah you got to be more mindful of that because i'm sure there's somebody listening right now that maybe is in the dumps because somebody excluded them or somebody Mm -hmm. said something to them. Like that one comment really shouldn't have bothered me, but it was like a week. And I'm like, well, I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna change the way I'm doing things. And I'm thinking, but why? It really has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with
1: me. It really does. That's the key word just you just said.
0: Yeah. So if you are listening, (laughs) take take what Rhea has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yeah, take what Rhea and I are saying. Yes, no, absolutely. And yeah, it's just remarkable. And you know, we're like, I'm I'm guilty of that. I say that all the time. I'm nowhere near perfect. And I've made mistakes. And, you know, you just have to be open. When you catch yourself doing it, and you're aware of it, then you can start to change it. Because I mean, most of us do it at some point or another, right? But it's just we have to be. Yeah, we Self-aware. just have to be. Yeah, exactly. Because even
1: like what you just said, you said, I'm nowhere near perfect, but realizing that perfect doesn't exist. Mm. There is no such You're thing. You're
0: right. And that there is freedom. Yes. We're so hard on ourselves. We don't need other so people to, to be hard on us. We're like our exactly. worst critics, right? Yeah you got to celebrate the small things and i'm sure that's what you do with your clients too every step every step they push themselves even if it's just a thought yeah. to change mm-hmm. a negative i can't do this too one day i'm going to be able to you know we can take yes. like a lot of the things that you're that you're um you're speaking about in your in your career you can take that and, and use it all across the board, like your personal life. Like there's so many parts of it that you can really take into different relationships, not just about your own health, right? But just to, yep. yeah, just to live better all around. Like, I think that's fantastic. Thank you for talking about it. Hi, uh, you're welcome. It, it, that,
1: that's what I do try to bring out of people. It's, it's even, you know, cause we don't, we don't notice the, the changes and improvements that we're making by what we're doing. You know, like you're, you've you started this this podcast and little do you know how much it could be impacting people's lives um, until they tell you so, you know, or you can I hope start.
0: So. I re- That's my hope. I, <laughs> I really no hope doubt so. it in my mind.
1: I no doubt it in my mind, but it's just whether or not they're telling you or not. Mm. But you have to believe that within your own self. And it's the same with, you know, people who start a, a new nutrition or, or fitness regime and they're like, I'm not seeing results. And, um, and I try to point out to them, well, do you remember, you know, when you first started, you weren't drinking any water, for example. You know, you'd forget to, to, to drink water, our, our life blood, right? We, <laughs> we need water. You've gone from a cup a day to, you know, one or, or two litres, or it's, that's a half a gallon for you, and, and that's a big deal. Do you know how much better that, that water has actually made you feel? You get into the what? habit. the habit. And now you're used to doing it. And now your skin's starting to look a little bit better. And now you're starting to feel a little bit more energized just from drinking something simple as water.
0: You know, it's incredible. Like, yeah, That would be a huge thing for me, too, because I'm a big coffee drinker. If I could just have, you know, stop the coffee and drink the water. But for me, like a big result would be and I thought this was silly at first. But after you said that, I could share this story. So I said, well, I'm going to get on my bike, you know, every day I'm going to get on my bike, go for a ride. And I did it for like two weeks. And because, you know, I'd come back and my husband would be like, you know, you were only gone for 10 minutes. And I'd be like, oh, man, like uh you know so the next day i'd go for he's like you still only 15 minutes and i'm like well that's not very nice of you to say but i think he was just like i know you could do more you know in his way he was trying to but you know what you know what i felt good about that i kept going for the. i know it was only two weeks but it was the routine i was starting to build a routine where i got home and normally i would just put on my pajamas and do my work you know get on my interviews and stuff right but yeah. not that i'm sitting here in my pajama today doing the interview like i did not mean that cuz i am not in my pajama but i can vouch for that she's wearing clothes <laughs> fully clothed but uh, but you know after the 2 weeks i was disappointed in myself that i didn't continue but then i said hold on a second I still, I did it for two weeks. So that, you know, try to change it into a positive. I got a little longer every day, despite my husband saying that I went out again. I didn't just say, well, I'm 10 minutes and I'm done. You know, he thought he was, tra- he was being supportive, right? Maybe not the best thing, but, but, um, <laughs> you did well, you know, and just the fact that it was a routine in my mind, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But when I stopped, mm-hmm. I was more disappointed, not about the time that I was on the bike, that I had quit Mm. you know and Mm -hmm. so it was just interesting how sometimes just the small wins like just to change from oh I'm I quit and I didn't feel like doing it today to hey I'm still doing it you know that might have been the difference between me doing two and a half weeks three weeks is telling myself that yep you know that that might have been the difference I could start that again all these new things that in my conversation that that again, Neelium, <laughs> I should, I should. <laughs> it's, it's been so hot. I think, honestly, I think I just need to pick a better time when things are a bit cooler. It's been so hot here. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, but you'll sweat. And yes. It'll feel good. It'll be rewarding afterwards. Yes, yes. I'm going to, you know, I'm taking, I've been, I have a list, okay? So I'm on, this is episode, I don't know, we're in the 30 something. So I've got a list. So up to now, I've interviewed about 30 people. And mm-hmm. I've got about 30 things on my list now, things that I've learned from every single person I've talked to. You know, I had mm-hmm. someone, accountability, we were talking about, um, being grat- you know, grateful, and I was saying how I need to practice mm. that more, right? Because there's always room for improvement. So yesterday, mm. I sends me a text, "Don't forget to do your gratitude thing," you know. Now I'm gonna have you sending me, "Don't forget to do your bike thing." I've got a lot on my list now. Now it's starting to good. Get... <laughs> you know, I have good, to good, but I you have to... to action the list, exactly. right? You have to action. <laughs> it. You guys and are awesome. And that's the thing,
1: you know. Knowledge is power. It, it knowledge is only potential power. Because now you have a list, but if you do nothing with it, then nothing will eventuate from it.
0: No, I'm not quitting. I'm telling you, I'm not going backwards. Every daily, day is a move forward. Daily action. Yes. Daily action. And Drink like the I, water. Yes. <laughs> I've come a long way, but I still, you know, I'm the first one to tell you, I've got a lot of way to go, you know, and I'm learning as I'm doing it. But I'm mm-hmm. um, just all helping. We always other.
1: have a long way to go. And that's the thing. Like that, And that's that being that hard on yourself again is thinking, expecting of yourself that you should be further along than you actually are. You are exactly where you are meant to be right now. You are exactly where you are meant to be. There is no, I should be here and all that sort of stuff. No, that's somebody else's expectation or someone else's values that they've put upon you. You are exactly where you need to be and appreciate that and be grateful for that. Be in the moment, but understand that If you if you take the daily action towards where you want to potentially be daily, you will get there. You will get there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that reminder. And also when people say things about you that are not particularly nice, just to remember kill them with kindness, you know, and just don't take it so personal because it is more about them. And I think that would really help, um, you know, in those times where you feel alone or, or rejected. So I think that's important. It
1: truly just comes down to their own beliefs and values.
0: And, and yeah, that's, it's really what it is. You're coming all the way from Australia today. So I really, really appreciate It is my pleasure.
1: I can't wait for the time that I can come up and actually meet you in person. Oh.
0: Be lovely. I would love to. We could meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I'm dying to come. I don't know well, if I could. Do I'm that. dying to
1: come to Canada. Are you? Because I've such amazing things. I mean, my best friend. She is. A Canada advocate you know she's traveled all around she even did um, a, a mass amount of it by bus which oh, she, amazing. You know, looks back upon now and went probably not the wisest you know use of time but she she lived there and she loved it and I cannot wait to get over there wow. and there's a, there's a mentors I have over there there are things that I people that I want to learn from and places I want to explore you know and I don't That's
0: say true. this just because I'm Canadian but the people here are awesome they're all very open, very friendly, very, you know, and that's not to say everybody is, but you know, it really is a great country. And I have, I haven't been to Australia.
1: (laughs) Well, get on down one day. Koalas (laughs) are my
0: favorite. So I know people come down for that a lot, but honestly, koalas are my favorites. I would love to be able to be in the wild with one.
1: Well, you have koalas at San Diego. I was just there in February and I was like, you had, there was a whole section that was like Australia Zoo. At the zoo, I haven't Um, been
0: there either. I haven't (laughs) been to San Diego Zoo. I hear it's amazing. And
1: I'm like, I came across the world not to see my own animals, no offense, but I was just like, why
0: is there an Australia section here? (laughs) We have an Australian too in the Toronto Zoo. We've got a section as well, but it's not the same as being in the wild with them, you know? correct. I love yes. I love to travel. We'll have to talk about that another time. But
1: <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I think that's the most
0: important thing as well. Yeah, um, it's nice so when you have a connection with somebody you feel you're passionate about talking about things sometimes and you forget the time and just, I, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert. And honestly, I don't I don't really talk very much unless it's something I really want to talk You know, so all the topics on the podcast, I really want to talk about, right? That's why I have them on. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. besides that, I like sometimes I laugh with my husband because I'm at home and we could be here for a week and not talk to each other, but not because we don't like each other, just because we (laughs) do, you know, like we don't have to, you know, and until I'm really passionate about something like, yeah, I'm just sometimes I'm in awe of how much I talk. So I'm sorry about that.
1: Well, that's why I find it interesting that you called yourself an introvert, you know, because, yes. and, and I, I can actually resonate with that as well, but it's, it's, we we have all these labels that we don't realize we, we put upon ourselves yes. and, and introvert and extrovert is, is one of the most common ones because I would, I previously would have called myself one, you know, and. I guess if if you hadn't said that to me we would pro- probably both be thinking oh we're both extroverts this is fantastic why else would we be talking on a podcast yes. but at the <laughs> but at the same token where everyone is both but sometimes we just tend to lean towards the other side and I I can be just as much shy as I can be confident all at once
0: yeah so and we are know, all I the agree things. with I think I'm like that too I think I'm like that, too. I just assume that, you know, I label it as an introvert because, you know, but I think it might be more my anxiety because I can be extroverted for a short amount of time. And then when I'm just bombarded with too much noise or too much going on at once, I have to kind of shut it down and then I go into my introvert. But maybe it's just a lack of balance. Maybe it's not being introverted at all. Maybe it's just, I don't know. See, I'm learning again. (laughs) We we keep touching upon things like that, but
1: it's the same. It's like it's balance, but I I think balance is is BS. Do you? Yes, I truly do. You know, because it it always changes. It it always changes because sometimes you're just like, yeah, everything's going great. Um, I'm 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 nailing it. You know, I'm doing all the things that I said I would do, and then it's like then you get another day and it's complete chaos. It's true, but but at the same time, it's chaos because there's growth erupting out of that chaos
0: yes look at every moment as a challenge yeah yeah
1: and you know because we're all trying to find this place of balance but it doesn't exist because it's evolving it's ever evolving Mm. Hmm. well the ironic thing is i so i was put on the spot at at an event um, and they were doing. It was so. I, I don't want to say a beauty contest. It was like uh, it was mothers. Actually, it was a Mother of the Year competition. Okay. And, um, I was the DJ, and uh, <laughs> <Thanks>. and they'd <laughs> DJ MC, and they'd said, "Oh, um, we need some questions to ask." That I'm like, "You're not prepared for questions? Like, you need to, what the hell?" Like, uh, so I said, "Well, one of the questions I'd, I'd um, I ended up writing all the questions, and one of the questions was." what do you love most about yourself? And that one really caused a stir in a good way, because not only was the contestant who had to answer that question put on the spot, and she, um, she came up with a somewhat generic answer, I guess, because she was, she was on the spot, and she, she'd said something more uh, along the terms of, of what she loves about how she looks. And I'm like, okay, but what happened from that was I was sitting around a table with my mom, my dad, um, you know, a few other people, my close friends, and that question came up, and we ran around the table, okay. and I said, "Let's answer it, guys," you know, and um, and we went around one by one, and and everyone struggled to answer that question, and that was just like name one thing you love about yourself, and everyone was like, um, ah. Uh, really hard
0: but i bet and, you you could yes. say for the other person you could like i could give oh, you oh you know? absolutely yeah
1: 100 percent yeah so quick to say like you yeah that's why my best friend was able to yes to, to just give me like 30 things yeah off the top of your head you know and then so my my dad being it's like after I, I asked him what what he loved about himself and then he straight away looks at me well well, then, what is it that you love about yourself, Rhea? You know, like, <laughs> yes. kind of just like points the finger at me all smug. And I just said, I love everything about myself.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Because I had I had taken so much, I had been doing so much work, soul searching. <laughs> yes. And so much uh, repair of, of, that external hatred or that external or even internal internal you know not appreciating my own self-worth that so i could proudly say in that moment that i love myself beautiful
0: i love that (laughs) i'm so happy that that you you feel that way (laughs) yeah i'm so happy that you feel that way that's great They asked that online at the Rise Up Challenge. I don't know if you saw Mm -hmm. somebody had posted, I think it was David Vargas. He had posted, um, put one thing that you like about yourself, you know, and people Mm were writing, well, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, I know what it is for me. And I felt so good. And I said, I just care about people. So I wrote it down. Right. And then I looked at it. I'm like, well, that's not a big deal. And I'm like, no, it is because I do care about people. And I came out with it like that. And I shouldn't be ashamed that I wrote that, you know. Like, yeah. people were like, well, that's bold or whatever. And I'm like, but that's true. Like, <laughs> you know, I do yeah. care. I do care about sometimes too much, you know? Mm. Well,
1: let me pose the question to you, Nelia. What is that one thing that you love about yourself?
0: Honestly, it's the empathy that I have for other people I have. I think it's a skill. I think you have to it's something that I didn't really have to work on. But it's just part of like my heart, I think. I think, yeah, that's got to be it's beautiful. Yeah, I think, you know, most of my life, I was told I was crazy because of my anxiety. And most of my life, I was told I was a wuss because I was emotional. And now it's like, it's just me. It's just my heart. And I and I embrace it. I don't think it's a bad thing anymore. But when people tell you and they tell you and they tell you, and I'm like, that's the best part of me, I think. You know? Because no matter what, I have that at the end of the day, no matter- No, no one day, can take that from you. you. They used to be able to, yeah. but not anymore.
1: I I honestly feel like we are two very similar souls because, you know, as I even say this again, I, I start tearing up. Me too, you gotta
0: stop. <laughs> Lee, look, Look what I, I have here by my microphone <laughs> every time. <laughs> But that's, that's the
1: thing. Cause I, what you just said. And you're in Australia
0: I, and I'm in Canada, but it doesn't matter because we're all freaking human beings, you know? Exactly. And you
1: know, one of the things that I, um, my mom is exactly the same. So my mom has a huge heart. She's beautiful and and absolutely puts everyone ahead of herself. Um, probably too much. So, and and now, now she's in her sixties. So she's starting to take care of herself and things like that. Um, but one of the things, cause she, whenever she would talk feelings, she would, she would start tearing up, and she would just get the tissues out and things like that. That's and I, I realized I, I had, I have that. And so we'd have conversations, and we'd start talking feelings, and we'd both be there, and we'd be crying because tears are coming out of our eyes. And I'm like, I got this from you. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, don't be sorry. That's just you. Don't be sorry. But then I, I had this massive breakthrough where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to own it and I'm not going to see it as a bad trait because I used to hate that about myself. Like I would be weak. speaking.
0: I, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would, I would be speaking with someone and they would be confiding in me, you know, say like, I'm I'm having a coaching consultation and, and they're telling me about themselves. And then I start talking and then I'm getting emotional and I'm like, Oh my God, stop it. You know? And, but then I realized that's just real. Like I think, like who cares? Like if I'm just showing a bit of my own vulnerability, it's just becoming—it's coming from mm-hmm. my heart. Like you can't get any real than that. And and we, I guess, we both wear it so obviously on, like just out there. Hello, here we are. We love you. See, it's, tears our tears.
0: it's This f- is how much we care. Yes. <laughs> but as you were saying that about your mom, I realized something. I can do like what you just said with everybody except my mother. And I think it's because, so she's like that too, but I think it's because I'm still worried that she would see it as a weakness. Like I always feel like I have to protect my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, I was always like that with my parents. They didn't really speak English and I always, you know, felt like I had to teach them a lot of stuff, you know, like banking and just the normal, you know, getting through the hurdles of the language. And so I feel very protective. So I always feel like I have to be the protector. So with my mom, I can't be that way. Yes, she sees my emotions. But as you were saying that, I realized that that's probably the one person that I'm not. Even though we're like best friends, that I'm not. We tend to try to protect each other. But it's just interesting. Break that, break that wall down. It's just interesting. Why? I'm
1: protective of my mom. My mom's like up to my shoulders she's like this she's tiny
0: little i'm super
1: protective of my mom um but at the same time she's the
0: strongest yes so So strong strong. yes my mom is not a small woman she's about my size (laughs) and i'm not worried about her at all she can protect herself (laughs) you know but it's just more of a protect her heart you know more than anything i don't know i don't know like my dad when he died he was only 59 so my mom was a young widow you know, and I guess I just, I don't know. Moms are moms, right? What are you gonna do? Wow, it was so nice to talk to you. Let it down, you're probably gonna have a most beautiful
1: conversation with
0: her. Yes, I know. Have it. You know, and you were talking about your dad and how you're gonna interview your dad and stuff. And you know, I didn't interview my dad, but I did ask him a lot of things. Like, he's like, why are you asking me all these questions? I'm like, what was it like (laughs) growing up? Where were you born? How come you were born in the house and you didn't go to the hospital? What do you mean yep. you were hiding in the bushes because the army was coming like what do you mean about this what do you mean about that and my book that i'm writing is all full of these stories that he told me you know yep. so i'm yep. so happy that i can do that so please do that you will not regret it you will not yeah. regret it at all i could probably write a book about my dad's stories too. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great to talk to you thank you so much for coming on and you know, I hope to speak to you again and stay in touch. I really yes. enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, Ria. Me too, thank you, Nelia. I appreciate you. And thanks for everything that you're doing. Oh, I appreciate what you're doing. Wow, you know, like people need hope and you're giving, you're giving hope as part of what you're doing. So that's amazing, I love it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.